that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, fucker. Five, wait, why don't you go back to five? It's up to Dan Fogler for the Experience see me in a while because, well, I was counting my goddamn money, and uh, pretty sure that I lost my mind. <laughs> anyway, I'm standing here now in my tidy whities and um, eyes are hardly open, just sort of squinting. It's... Uh, Really squinting hard here, everyone. Really squinting hard. And, um, I got my favorite nine iron with me. Chad! Yes. Chad, you're my favorite nine iron. <laughs> anyway. Should I be insulted or flattered? You should be flattered I'm even here. In this. this is true. Tiny little room. It's been a long time, Jack. We you have not should be seen you. flattered that I've even wandered into your strange abode. Anyway, <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, wondering where the hell I am, Chad. Yeah. Oh yes, you're in the. Booth. Are you there, Chad? You're in the studio. You're in the booth. By all means, Chad. You're in the booth. You are here. You are recording. You are live. Jack. I wanted to. Hey, man! I wanted to. I wanted to try out my. Uh, I wanted to try out my Jack Nicholson, while my voice was still fucked up. Chad, is that okay? How did you fuck up your voice? <laughs> That's what it sounds great. Yeah, I love it. Like cold. Is that what that is going on still? This has been going on for a while. Well, no, I feel a lot better actually. Right, okay. It's not going on for a while. It hasn't. Don't didn't make you, me paranoid. Didn't you come Chad. here last week, like two weeks ago, still sick? I was here a week ago with the sniffles, you motherfucker. I was here a week <laughs> ago with the sniffles. Now, if that is my fault, fine. But everybody around here has the flu. Mm -hmm. It's true. Everybody's coughing and leaving their dirty tissues on the goddamn table. You're not wrong. It's not my fault, <laughs> Chadwick. That's what you walked into today, a table <laughs> full of tissues. <laughs> How's that, Jack? It's pretty good. It's really good. Thank you, dude. Uh, what, I, what, what people don't see is that you actually go through the facial machinations of it. I yeah. have to. Like, you really, like, the whole eyes, the whole... I'm flailing my arms. I can't, I can't do it without doing Best that. joker ever, or, or was Heath's better? <laughs> or Sid's? Where do you stand on that? Don't even bring up Heath. You know how many times someone brings me a, a headshot of Heath Ledger <laughs> and asks me to sign it? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm being an asshole. That's all right, I like it. <laughs> I, uh, You're not being an asshole to me. I think he is the best. Jack, right? I mean, he was Jack, but yeah. I love Jack. I think the best Joker who, who, um, 
the best Joker who lost himself was Heath. I mean, yeah. he just he he was like, you I, know, he was he. <laughs> it was That's really dark. dark. His yeah. performance was really dark. Really, really. I thought you know who I thought could have been a great Joker is uh, Benicio del Toro. I thought he could have been a great oh, Joker. Interesting. Joaquin Phoenix is supposedly up for an ex Joker. Really? Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll That's be really an good. older Joker. Like on along the lines of that. I think it'll be like a really quiet Joker. <laughs> Who would the Batman be? Will it still be uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck? Uh, I have no idea. I think Ben wants out. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, that's all. So we have coming up here. We yeah. have this um, live from St. Louis. Yeah, what Wizard Comic Con. Yar. Maybe. You were at uh, Comic Con uh, Wizard World in St. Louis, Louis a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was really fun. I um, I'm starting to do these cons, just going to like sign as hi, I'm me, and people go, oh my god, it's you. you know? <laughs> this is like a fun. Hey, thing. Yeah, last year you went to Comic Con here in the city. You had a line, you know, a mile, half a mile long. I know, but well, that's because of the Fantastic Beast, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane, but. You know, I used to go to Comic-Cons before just with my little comic books. Or... Can I tell you this story? That's the first time I ever saw you. Yeah, when was that? God, it, well, my son was two. He was dressed up as a Yoda, so it had to been seven years ago. Okay. You did a Wizard World 2010, at... 2010. Probably my Moon Lake was out. Moon Lake. Yeah, uh... you did a Wizard World, and you yeah. were right there. Uh, God, where was it? Like on the pier or something? <laughs> I was just out on the pier <laughs> with a box of books and just tap dancing for money. Who wants an autograph? And now you're like the attraction. Who wants a fucking autograph? <laughs> grabbing people. <laughs> I want you, you one. Look at me, man. Do you know, fucking know who I am? <laughs> well, that's the first time I ever remember actually seeing Dan Fogler. And I, of course I knew who you were. Because it was so it was after balls, I, like like it you was after. Don't abbreviate that, dude. After balls of fury. Oh, Jesus <laughs> it was Christ. after you and I went to the bathroom, showed each other our balls. Stop it. It was after balls. People, of fury. you don't know how many, how often I'll be walking down the street and someone will just be all balls, balls, <laughs> and I'll turn around and just be like, "Is that for me, man? Like, what? I don't get it." And, and they're just like, "Yeah, I love that movie." And just be like, "God damn it!" So I'm happy now that I mean, it's, I still get that all the yeah, time. Of course. But I'm happy now that I'm. Fantastic beast. Do you get some Jacobs yelled your way now? Yes, that's, that's that's the good one. That's the yeah. But you know, I was hoping that when I did take me home tonight, that people would just be screaming that. <laughs> so you're at this Comic Con in St. Louis. Oh, good call. Yeah, and I'll bring uh, it back. <laughs> and we did the panel there, and it was live, and it felt really good to have the audience there because it was like instant hysterics. And you'll hear, you know, the audios that what what happened was MuggleNet. Were were wonderful. They um they're part of the whole Harry Potter Wizarding Society, and uh, they are lovely. And they just happened to be uh, videotaping while we were doing the panel. They got the whole damn thing. And then they, I reached out to them on Twitter, mm -hmm. and I said, "Hey, can we? You know, if we give you a shout out, can we like and say in association with Muggle dot net? Mm -hmm. You know, Muggle net." Um, Wait, make sure that we get that right. We'll make sure that we do it's it. MuggleNet, one word. <laughs> MuggleNet, right. Let's give me that one more time for the edit. <laughs> yeah, good. MuggleNet. MuggleNet, 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 MuggleNet. Uh, and they, uh, MuggleNet, 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 MuggleNet. So they, uh, am I getting it right? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, good. Thing, good. <laughs> A couple times. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we got it. Good. I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure someone got it. Maybe I should say it, Chad. It's MuggleNet. <laughs> that was great, Jack. That is. 
Jack's still here. Shouldn't you be Nomad Jeanette? I mean, I'm going to get really geeky for a second because no. I have a feeling there's some geeks and no. not geeks, but you know. Let them do that. All right, fair Muggle enough. MuggleNet came first. Oh, but I'm saying because it was you there, shouldn't they, you know, just for like a half a second call it Nomad Jeanette? Nomad Jeanette. <laughs> that does not roll off the tongue at all. I like it. <laughs> it sounds like it's, well, no, if you say it like Nomad Jeanette, yeah, you it's kind of like, you got to say it like that. It's kind of like, uh, like an old like fifties yes. commercial. You have to definitely put some tonality behind it. Yes. <laughs> when in doubt, you don't have it. Go and get no magnet. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We got wait wait we got buy that domain before somebody else does. You know maybe we should do this more often. Have a live audience and put it up on YouTube or something. Actually show the video from it. I think that's a great idea. And we have venues here in the city that would love to have us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so check it out. This is the uh, live uh, St. Louis. Well, it's not live. It was. I say live because it's was in front of an audience. How, how should I describe it? Chad? Recorded live with a studio audience. What Chad said. <laughs> <laughs> here comes uh, the St. Louis Wizard Con. Wizard World? I'm an ass face. It's Wizard World. You know that. Wizard World, Wizard World, Wizard World Comic Con. Uh, it's really fun. Um, people are having a good time. Check it out. <laughs> All right, guys. Are you ready? You saw him? You're not supposed to see him. We saw him. Pretend he's not sitting out there. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I, I put yours away. I put yours away. Yeah. 
I was checking for a flux capacitor in that, in that DeLorean. I was wondering, I don't want to go too fast. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried. The kids started talking to me. Do you get to drive those around when the camera's on? Or do they just let you like take a little stroll on it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's always fun. Like in between takes. Just like, is it okay if I back this up like around the corner and you're gone for 20 minutes? Yeah. It's so fun, man. I, I, I grew up in the 80s, so any homage to the 80s, like that's what Fanboys was basically like reliving my childhood again. That was like 80s, 90s. We did a movie called Take Me Home Tonight, which was just like homage to 80s party movies, you know? So that was, uh, that was wild. And the Goldbergs, like I've had this like crazy relationship with the 80s. And I love it. I just love it. It just reminds me of so, so you mentioned the good old days. You mentioned fanboys a couple times, and I'm a huge fan of that movie in general. And how so, frustrating was it that you guys want to sit down and then remember your order? There's only five of you. <laughs> <laughs> so we can she, she wants to be the very first one to ask the question. She's made that known already. Okay. Well, I'll remember that. You're dressed like a, like a Jedi master. So. No, you're a Sith Lord. You're George Foreman. How did you know? Is that a grill? Is the grill not <laughs> Never mind. Destroying property for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> They're funny. 
I don't know why that's about it. They're breaking the law about it. You know? yeah. But with, without, without this, the subplot of, of Linus being sick, spoiler, sorry. Um, <laughs> You know, without that subplot, then we were just a bunch of jerks. You know, yeah. Uh, but with, with the subplot, we had purpose. You know, it was it was to, you know, he was keeping that much time, and we wanted to get this story sweet. We wanted, we wanted to make sure that he saw the movie before, you know, before. So that's the holdup. They went through many different versions of testing with, without. And then finally, the fans were like, give us the re original movie, man, because the, supposedly the original movie was screened at some Star Wars event, and it got a standard relation. People loved it. And even with that, the producers were like, ah, it's too dark. With all the movies we see now, it seems like a very not such a big deal. And so I'm taking if Star Wars was okay with this movie. They weren't like against it or anything. No, Lucas dug it. Yeah, man, he, he, he loved it. Lucas loves when people make Star Wars funny. He loves that. Mm -hmm. and so he loved what we were doing. And he, we got to hang out on the ranch after we shot the movie and went into the archives and we got hella pictures on my phone. The kid on Christmas. What the hell's my phone? It's my back there. Yeah, maybe you can find me at the booth later. We can swipe through some. Some phones. Well, no, just the Star Wars oh, stuff. Okay. I was in the archives. You guys know what that is? At Skywalker Ranch, it's basically where all the props are. You know, like Han and Carbonite is just like chilling next to Howard the Duck <laughs> with like a Captain EO <laughs> unitar. It's the most next to the Ark of the Covenant, you know, uh, just all mixed together. And if you're into any of that stuff, um, my God, it's just like a museum that was just made for me, essentially. It must be awesome to think that even though it's not uh, it's not a Star Wars uh, company-backed movie, you're still, I would say, you're still considered part of the Star Wars universe with that movie. Yeah, I mean, Lucas definitely gave us a thumbs up, and yeah, I mean, it's so good, cool just to be like, even just like a branch off of yeah. it. Yeah. It really is, really is. Yeah. It's 2018. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 40X today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 40X is an immersive full sensory theater experience equipped with wind, fog, rain, sense, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. <sighs> Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Feel the wind rip through a train heist! And every twist and turn on the high-speed chase! Yeah. 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon! 40X USA on Facebook! <laughs> Uh, so, so these people don't make you nervous like they're going to attack you or anything. Let's, let's go ahead and get to their questions. She is ready. All right, let's go ahead and ask. It must be a good False field. <laughs> okay, so, um... Yes. Yeah, I might use my mic. You can, why don't you? No? Yeah, I might use my mic. Not using the mic. 
Um, so when I was at the Wizarding Tour in London, there was a story about how Tom Felton went in as himself and didn't get recognized. Mm. So speaking in, with Man and Harry Potter, were there any times where you were just walking around and they like, did not get recognized at all, but people were like kind of looking at you, but they didn't actually know? Yeah, looking at me like, is that the guy? Um, well, yeah, that's funny. When I'm shooting and walking around, shooting the movie in the middle of it and walking around London and stuff, and I'm all like, my hair cuts all cut down and I have the mustache, it's impossible to like, people, people recognize me, you know, because I look just like Jacob, but, uh, <laughs> what? Oddly enough. But then when I squeeze out a beard, <clears throat> which is I can do pretty quickly, um, it's a nice cover because then I get that weird hair. Hold on, hold on here. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless they're just like, whoa, Goldbergs, you know? Where I have a beard, you know? It's, 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 it's interesting to navigate that. Yeah. It's fun. Does that even answer your question? <laughs> Not really. No? What was the, well, give it again. I want to make sure. The question was, have you ever been like... Yeah, I have been able to walk into places. Okay. Yeah, and no one knows who the hell I am. <laughs> Which is cool. And then, or sometimes they're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Zach Galifianakis. And then I'm just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> You're part of the franchise. Yeah. 
You know what? You know, there's pros, there's pros and cons because <laughs> I don't get wizard elbow, which is something that's like a thing. Just, uh, uh. Do it again from 15,000 different languages. Sure. Uh. You know, you try that all day. You get, uh, supposedly, you get a little pain right there. Yeah. I've never gotten it. Um, you know, it's cool. It's like very unique to me. Oh my good lord, there she is. A vision in pink. Things get complicated. 
you know, you know, it's a good relationship, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think people want them to get together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think I think that the franchise recognizes that. Yeah. Going to tantalize people with that concept for hopefully five films. <laughs> Working, I'm assuming you'll get to work, work them on screen in the movie. So, I'm wondering how that 
Yes, let's start with the less. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, let's start with the less controversial of the two. Um, let's talk about Jude. Yeah. That's cool, man. He's got, you know, um, I, I've always been a fan of his because kind of, you know, he, he morphs, you know, um, and I, I'm a man who likes women and I'm married with my wife, but I looked into that man's eyes and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I can't even talk to you right now, dude. I didn't have eyes like that. You know? Like they're so blue. It's like he's like so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some people just have that. And so and he knows it. He's like, yes, why is he wrong? Why is he not hypnotizing me?
speed. He's got incredible reflexes. But it doesn't doesn't at all. He's just kind of like the dude is just like. So man, I can put on a show in a second. It's a ping pong balls, you know. Um, I can beat him in ping pong. But like, Jacob was in World War One, you know. He's like, he's like, he was in war. He knows how to kill people. <laughs> you don't say that. Um, but yeah, he'd probably knock him out in five seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that. In a drinking contest, Randy would win. What a person. Yeah. Thanks for backing me up on that, man. <laughs> I know we're slide right in there. <laughs> yes. Hey, thank you for coming, by the way. Um, did you get to take anything from the set of Fantastic Beasts, or did you take anything from the set? <laughs> <laughs> I took an entire gargoyle from Hogwarts <laughs> and I dragged it home and <laughs> sitting in your front yard. <laughs> I have a sign next to it, so I dragged this from Hogwarts. Um, are you Carmen San Diego? Yeah. You are? Yes. I got that right? I was going to go make money being psychic. <laughs> How the hell did I guess that? You could have been someone from the Matrix. Nah. Where's your hat? You don't even have a hat. I am psychic. I came in with it on, so. Now everyone knows where in the world you are. <laughs> Where's Waldo? Make invisible children. I found Waldo last year. Time almost came to a stop. Exactly. A time portal opened. And then you crawled out of the Emperor's pouch. Dan, did you take anything? Don't don't avoid the question. Did I take anything before I came? No. Take anything from the set of things. That's hilarious, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Is your answer a court? Yes. Colleen, Colleen Atwood. If you guys haven't, have you, do you guys know about my podcast? Dan Fogler's 4D Experience Podcast? Because it's like this all the time. Why are we recording this right now? We should have, man. What am I, an idiot? You still have time. I am an idiot. <laughs> She said, here, keep your socks. 
So if you want me to keep my socks on. And nobody knows this, but Jacob on the first movie, you know, because he he had to go to the bank and he didn't own a suit, which I was like so endearing. And so he had to go and like put pieces of a suit together. So he had two different socks. And you don't really see that in the movie, but I thought that was like just a great character thing. That is pretty cool. So always be hiding that. I don't want people to see that. I <laughs> Two different sides. But uh, I bet I got to keep those. And then for this one, we just finished the second one. She said, keep your socks again. <laughs> so I was going to keep all the socks until they let me keep some pants or something. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Before I ask my question, I'm live streaming with MuggleNet. Would you like to say hi? Hey, Shout out to everybody. I think a few of the Speak Beastie hosts are watching as well. Who are so, they? Speak Beastie, the podcast oh, that you were on, yeah. 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 Okay, so you're, you're, you're doing this live. Yeah. The whole damn thing? Uh-huh. Bless you. <laughs> this is hysterical. That means, you know, afterwards, you can just watch this over and over and over again. You want it? That's what I do at night. <laughs> I just watched myself. I really God, I'm hysterical. Oh my God. My impressions are so good. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> just take the audio for that and use it for your podcast. She's recording the entire thing. She... Why aren't you managing my entire life? <laughs> stories of conversation. Wow. I'm glad I lived up to that, huh? <laughs> well, so as much as I would like to ask you a question that no, I'm no, sure no. you can't answer, yes. I'll ask you one that I know you can. Um, yes. What was your favorite thing about playing a character in the 20s? Mm. Mm, that is good tea. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 20s. Like, if you ask me, like, before the Fantastic Beasts, you know, Gatsby and all that, man, it's so cool. The Roaring Twenties, Capone and The Untouchables, and mm, love that era. And the Sixties, obviously. <laughs> but uh, if you ask me, um, you know, if I can go back in a time machine, where would I go? Probably the Twenties first. Yeah, love it. Um, so, just having, and then on a totally lovely, muggly kind of thing, I mean, because I don't be all muggles deep down, <laughs> literally, <laughs> for muggles. <laughs> um, it was wonderful to come onto the set and be like, oh my god, they rebuilt New York in the 20s, and I already felt so close to my to Jacob, like, oh my God, like, because my grand my great grandfather was a baker. He worked in Manhattan, probably on the Lower East Side, and was like, just kept chills, just so to walk down this like a replica of the street that he probably worked on was like so surreal and just a beautiful thing to that I'll I mean I'll cherish the entire time just to feel like I'm an ancestor, like playing like one of my ancestors in this thing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. We can't wait to see the new movie. Thank you. I can't wait to listen to this. <laughs> over and over and over again. Hello, welcome. Hi. Did you put the time machine here? I did. Good. I did. Um, so, as much as 
I love Jacob and Queenie together. I uh -oh. think, no, it's not that way. Okay. Um, I, I know that originally Jacob was supposed to have a fiance. Yeah, and, she got cut out, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that's right. So how would you feel about the fact that she got cut out and we no longer have that little bit of story and background like for Jacob? Yeah, I mean, it's fun because all these, these lot of stuff ends up on the cutting room floor for time because they just, they shoot so much of these movies, you know, um, and then they got to mash it all together to fit the two hours or whatever. Um, and that was one of the first sh scenes we shot. Yates said, you know, we did that because we wanted people to feel sorry for Jacob. But we realize when you, as soon as you see him, you feel sorry. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I guess I did it with my face. Like, oh, my God. He hasn't done anything yet, but look at his face. Dude, he looks tired. Um, I was wondering if there was anything that J.K. Rowling told you about the character before oh, yeah. started filming. Right, yeah. Is, do you have a strudel in your pocket? What is that? I have a wand. You have a wand. Okay. Next time, bring a strudel. <laughs> uh, um, so on like the first day of rehearsal, no, that's my. That's the first time I met her. Uh, first day of rehearsal. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Cause I think I got off the. I just had. I had just gotten off the plane, so I was just like <laughs> loopy and jet lag. And I walk into the room, and she's standing there, and I'm like, whoa, she's a rock star, you know. She's got that. And she. She's like the modern female Shakespeare, basically, right? And she's standing next to uh, a pile of manuscript that's basically as tall as she is, right? And I walk in and I see, I see the pile and I'm just like, oh my God, do I have to memorize all that? And she was just like, no, no, no this, is, this is all of it, okay? So I don't know if she meant all of all of Fantastic Beasts, or all of the five movies. Like, I just, I just had a, a wave of the genius, like immediately, I was like, oh my God, that's normal for her to have a massive <laughs> manuscript the size of her, <laughs> piling up with all the ideas for all five movies at once that she's been thinking about since the first movies. And I was like, well, I have in good hands here. And she said, I love, I love Jacob, we love the audition, you know, we love what you're doing with it, and just, we're gonna shave you down, <laughs> and you're gonna be great, you know? And then she said she loves Jacob because um, he's just, he's similar to Ron, they're cut from the same cloth, you know? And I was just like, oh, that's great, like, Ron is like the greatest friend, Ron gets to do everything. 
he gets to be the king, he gets to be the clown, he gets to be the lover, you know. It's so fun. So I was just so excited to hear that. I said, wow, I got a great adventure in store, man. Cheers to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I can make this the last question right here. I'm going to be looking at that. <laughs> we'll squeeze you in. Hell yeah, why the hell not? That's okay. Give yourselves a round of applause. Look at this crowd. Earlier in your career, um, okay. going back to earlier in your career, um, okay. what was it like dealing with Christopher Walken of all people, of all the years? Holy crap. I know that everyone gives that face. No. And for someone like him to have that you know, repertoire, you know, so we do that movie, it's, you're so in the I know that ridiculous. Brain, movie. So, like, what is it? I like it. I just. Chris, Chris, I know, man. It's like it's such a crazy shot in the movie. It's like airplane or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I know. Why would he do that? Because I saw him on. An actor studio once, he's just like, he's like, I just say yes. <laughs> to whatever you give me. <laughs> and, and I got the sense, like, that's what he does, man. It's like, it just, that's <laughs> like, what happens is, I say, don't even show me the script. <laughs> just put a bag on my head. <laughs> in the middle of the night and drag me to set. <laughs> and then take the bag out. Take it off my head and yell at you. That's how I work. And that was like one of the greatest lessons because I got to spend 40% of the movie with him. Yeah, that's good At the end of the movie, we're at, we're at his house. And uh, it was so cool. He would just, he was just really chill. The first time I met him, he, he just, this is hysterical. The first time I met him, <laughs> he's standing there, and it was wig day, okay? So <laughs> everyone's trying on their wigs. But, um, oh my god, they're coming after me. <laughs> Get up! <laughs> she roars three times. You start the Wizard of Oz, little Pink Floyd. <laughs> party in here. Um, yeah, he, uh, so the first time I met Chris, he's standing there with this crazy Ming the Merciless wig mm -hmm. with, with the braid and like the spike at the end of it. And he's watching a big pot match. <laughs> and I walk up to him and I say, uh, hey man, I'm Dan, I'm in the movie. And, he's, and I'm looking at him, and I'm, I'm like, just a little, you know, it's Chris Walken. And he tries to ease the tension, and he's just talking. He goes, hey, it's, I know it's weird. It's a week. <laughs> I just immediately just go to improv mode, and I'm just like, oh, this is a week, too. And it wasn't, it was my hair. And then he goes, no way. And he grabs my hair. Is it? It's, it's been a while. You and, and uh, Kevin Pollock are like 
Kevin's good. Kevin's good. My pleasure. Hey, as you answer this last question, should I do it as Walken? Can you do it as Randy? <laughs> Whoa, that's funky. What? Oh no. Should I shave my beard down? Where's the duck leopard? Start playing. Should I shave my beard down into weird chops? Just, just bounce it right into the, right into the ground. Oh wait, you didn't even know there's plastic on it. Whoa. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Who wants to blast <laughs> Leonardo DiCaffanate. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Leonardo 
DiCaprio. <laughs> Any joke that you have to explain, it's not that good. But you are, you're special. Thank you. All right, Dan, we're gonna get you out here after your movie watching experience check out 40x today and get into the action stretch your senses beyond the screen 40x is an immersive full sensory theater experience equipped with wind fog rain sense and a ton of effects to bring you into the story feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel yeah! feel the wind rip through a train heist and every twist and turn on the high-speed chase. Yeah. 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon. 40X USA on Facebook. <laughs> Are you an artist trying to sell your work or a musician without a merch store? Artist Shops by Threadless makes selling your designs easy. Add your art to hundreds of clothing, accessory, and home decor items in minutes. It's fully customizable, so you can make your shop totally unique. I'm selling t-shirts and mugs and posters and stuff. It's cool. It's got 40X logo on it, and, and it says the 40X experience on it, and I look cool. Sign up is 100% free. There are zero minimums, zero monthly fees, and you set your own prices. But the best part? Threadless handles shipping and customer service, giving you more time to do what you love, like making art or watching 4D movies. <laughs> With over 100,000 shop owners and 4 million users, join the party. Head to artistshops.com slash danfogler, one word, to sign up. And you, too, will be part of the dark side of the force. Yeah. <laughs> Hand me my inhaler. Into this thing oh here. yes. Look at this. Uh, hello, Chadwick. Hello, Dan. Lower that microphone a little bit. To me? Yeah. As much as I love your eyes, I want the microphone on front of your mouth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> was it not working on the? Oh, it was one? fine. It was totally fine. Oh, okay. You uh, know what it is? When you're in there by yourself, I could have the mic be a little bit off. Oh. When others are in there. I see. I see. I see. I see, I see, I see. Said the blind man. Hey, you want to check uh, McCool's? Uh, yes. Have him throw in those statistics. cans over there, please. What's that? He wants you to put the cans on so you can hear yeah. him. Because we'll probably be talking to him. And Yeah, I'm out here. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. Holy shit. Boom. Bag of dag dingo boop. Alright. You should try to say something. I guess I should, shouldn't I? In uh, my delightful non-scouse accent. <laughs> you sound like, where are you from? I'm from Birmingham. Hey, are we recording? Always be recording. Uh, mm. Always be recording. Always be recording. 
Yo, my, I, I want to hone my accent here. So wait, the Birmingham accent. Wait, that's oh, you're Birmingham. Yep. Liverpool was uh, yeah, the Beatles. That's the Beatles style. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, no one from the Beatles was from Birmingham. They were not. No. Oh, I'm a jackass. But like all of Black Sabbath were. Oh. Half of Zeppelin from the so Birmingham Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. Absolutely. Hence oh, my, oh, 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 do I sound like it? That sounds a little too coherent. Too coherent. <laughs> okay, so give me your best Aussie then. Pretty much how I talk after about 12 pints of lager. Pretty much. How, no, I'm doing a Beatles thing. Do you, right, do so it. in an hour, we're going to have a really good Aussie impersonation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. I, I purchased these tasty uh, Lagunitas. And They're I just noticed 7.5% alcohol. So okay. this should indeed get the job done. Well, you... Well, I'm going to talk to you with this accent anyway. Because <laughs> that's not at all distracting <laughs> or confusing. <laughs> so hold on. So, so you're about 15 feet tall. Uh, not quite, but getting there. And uh, so it's going to take a bunch of those lagers to... Yeah, I know, man. I, need... I should have started drinking earlier, but, you know, responsibilities and stuff. Cheers. You got your lagers and I got my uh, crazy uh, <laughs> strawberry cough uh, oil. Yeah, here. I mean, I, I don't even know what... Wow, that looks all sorts of bonkers. Don't I look like I'm from the future? Sure. Step closer to the trap door, Makur. All right, then. We're off to a fine start. I'm going to send you down to the Rancor. Is that all right? Mm -hmm. Just to see how you battle him. You're a big guy. Sure. What's the worst that could happen? So, Ben McCool. Ben McCool. Ben that, McCool. That would be me. That would be me. So, let me tell you something. That's probably... If your name was Jack McCool, mm -hmm. that would probably be the coolest name ever. That would be pretty awesome. But Ben McCool? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's not too Ben shabby. McCool is the son of Jack McCool. Who, what's, what's your dad's name? Patrick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> not Jack. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not Jack. You're going to name your son Jack? Um, you sure. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna... Only because you told me to. I'm going to test my Nicholson on you, just because okay. that's my that's my favorite Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? I am ready as always. Let me tell you something, Ben. You better you better name your son after me, because if you don't, I'm gonna hunt you down in my tidy whities and I'm gonna make sure that his God-given name is Jack. Well, if that wasn't motivation to have a son called Jack, I don't know what is. Wait, was that a good Jack? That was uh, that was pretty decent. That was pretty Jack-like. Hold, hold on. <laughs> you don't think it was a perfect Jack, considering okay. it, uh... was, it was spectacular. Thank you. Yes, it, it's it's as if like all the Jacks ever were right here in the room with us. Thank you. Such was the epic Jackness. Well, let me hear your fucking Jack. Oh, I'm not. I can't do a Jack. I'm just... What's your best impression? Then I'll be about it. Was that Ozzy? No, I guess so. That I was, guess we'll try for an that Ozzy was like later. Ozzy spliced with Jack. That's my best Ozzy. Oh, you know, that sounds pretty spot on. Really? It's like the guy's got the most ferocious Birmingham accent I've ever heard, despite the fact that he hasn't lived there in about 40 years. He's got the most ferocious. I can't do it. Yeah, no one else can. It just sounds weird. But it's such a great accent. Oh, I don't know about that, man. So well, let me just say the word Birmingham. Say, like, do, say how you say it. Birmingham. Birmingham. There we go. Birmingham. Yeah. No, I'm still the, doing there's it. There's like a, a bit of Scouse creeping in, yeah. or at least kind of like Beatles in Birmingham. Scouse. Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> can you do a Brooklyn accent? I cannot. I cannot do any accents except I want this you to one. say this. All right, then. I walk my dog around the corner to get a cup of coffee. I walk my dog around the corner and got a cup of coffee. 
And that's about as good as it's going to get. That was great. I've only lived in New York for like, what, 10 plus years now, and I still cannot oh, do the accent. Yeah. You guys to... talk funny. I want to cast you in a movie where you do a Brooklyn accent. Oh, God. Oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> uh, can't wait. Oh, no, what can I say, man? My brain is bubbling with potential. <laughs> okay, what I don't know. I do so hold on. Let me introduce you, God forbid. Ben McCool, who has pretty close to the coolest name ever. And I'm going to tell you, you're, your name is already cool, but do you even know what your name means? Uh, I'm going to tell you later. Okay, fair enough. Do you man. know already? I, I have no you idea, have to be honest. Wow. I've got like, you never had to look into it because it was initially cool. I, I was just like, okay, then it's like McLovin, but with a first name too. Yeah, McLovin yeah. with a first name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're kind of like talking of that stratosphere. Wow, dude. Yeah, man. So... Ben McCool, you are a comic book writer for DC, Marvel, Image, Arkea, IDW. Am I leaving anything out? Uh, I've worked with a bunch of people, to be fair. Um, I like to kind of get around. What can I say? Dude, that's a nice fucking like, list. It's like, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I've, I just recently turned 38 years old, and my two favorite things as a 38-year-old are comic books and sports. Sports ball, even. Um, when I was eight years old, my two favorite things were comic books and sports. So a bit of a weird mesh, yeah. at least in more traditional kind of nerd cycles or circles even. Yeah. Um, especially when I was a kid. It's like uh, some of my pals used to bully some of my other pals. So yeah. I had to be the kind of, you know, middleman. So like the English equivalent of jocks would be like, oh, we're going to beat up that kid who, you know has an exclusively black wardrobe and kind of looks a bit on the shady side. And I'm like, oh, no, man, he's cool. Plus the motherfucker owes me some X-Men comics. So, you know, I was that kind of like, you know, just keeping the scallywags apart, basically. Right, right. But uh, that's it. So, yeah, I I, uh, I write comic books and other stuff like video games. And so you would you say you were the bully's bully? Nah, I was just the kind of like the guy in between trying to stop the bullying from happening. Yes, the bully's bully. No, I guess so. The negotiator, I guess. Yeah, but, the negotiator. But, but you're, you were you big back then? I was always tall. I, yeah, that's I, I continued to grow afterwards just on the outwards side of things. The bully feared you. I, I wouldn't go that far. He, he certainly kind of um, tolerated my kind of nerdiness and whatnot, yeah. um, mainly because I also had a rather comprehensive knowledge of all things sports as well. So that kind of like, you know. There you go. That, that elevated me from the... Um, standard target of people they're going to pick on, I guess. I don't know. So I think there's uh, I think there's something there with uh, with bullying and teeds and sports. and may Maybe there's like a fucking graphic novel there. I think so. It's like I'm um, obviously very anti-bullying because bullying kind of sucks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe we could put our devious minds together and concoct something suitably awesome. Yeah. Um, so... Do you want to know what your name means? Hang on, hang on. We're going to pick it up right there. Uh, we're going to edit this out. Can you just aim the mic closer? To, we got everything Ben was saying. Just actually, like, tilt the microphone up toward you. You're a tall guy. There you go. Like Great. This. All right. So, uh, Dan, pick it up from do you want to know what your main name means when you can? Ah, Chadwick. I, I just wanted to be good. I'm trying to help. Yo, no, I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm, this is my segue. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> You're good, man. And what a segue it is. <laughs> I'll probably. I'll probably use like all of that. <laughs> I know. If I know you and your entity, this is a whole show. Sorry. All right, back to it. I like. The, I like the people to hear that. You know the. To see how the I hate this term, but to kind of hear how the sausage is made. How did he, I want to hear how the sausage is made 
the nuts and bolts of the show. How, what does it sound like to hear what the sausage is? What does that sound like to hear the sausage being made, Chad? Go. I want to hear your impression. Yeah, uh, what it sounds like to me. Okay, move the mic over. Give me a level check. Oh, I thought you were going to make like a funky like farting sound. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. So, uh, because our maturity knows no bounds. <laughs> not, not, I think this. they're hearing the sausage being made right now. Yes. Oh, good. That's what it is. So the sausage, and what I would do is this. That's the sound of sausage being made. All right. Ah, thank you, Chad. Thank you. Thank you. That, that now ranks up there amongst the most romantic sounds I've ever heard. Yeah, that was just like kind of. There was something sensual about the way you squirted out those sounds. Did you like that? I did indeed. You know, there's there's weird sounds that happen during sex that <laughs> that come out of vaginas, like uh, <laughs> queefing and stuff like that. I'm sorry that we're going into this here, Our but PG-13 I, podcast, ladies. No, and gentlemen. it's not at all. I mean, we say crazy shit. I'm so, just being rather sarcastic. Oh, I got you. No, I got you. No, I I, I understand sarcasm. Mm -hmm. So the, there's weird <laughs> sounds that come out because the air's being pushed in and the, and the the things are coming out at you. And, Indeed, man. That's and, what happens when you play a game of hide the sausage. Yeah. When you play, hey, you you're go. good at this. Yeah. I'm good at being dreadful. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Many people will back up that notion rather sincerely. Delightful. Oh, good yeah. job. Did you ever, ever, did you ever, ever, ever do uh, radio? I have not done radio, no. Although I'm rather captivated by this podcast, so perhaps I should like kind of reevaluate. What do you my, mean uh, you're captivated? Because you're just like, wow, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I just... kind of, sort of. Plus also, I can hear my uh, rather ferocious accents with crystal clarity through these headphones. Your accent is amazing. Oh, man. I think you should own that fucking accent. <laughs> own that fucking hey, Well, shit. I guess I've got no choice but to do so. You but... got no choice but to do so? I can't Mate, stop. I'm the fucking Beatles. Default to the Beatles, man. Oh, that was God. like some Ringo Starr action I going suck. on there. I suck. With a little sprinkling of John Lennon, just for good measure. You sprinkled a little John Lennon on it for me. <laughs> no, he's got Scottish out of nowhere. I don't, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> that was nothing short of an outrage. I'll yes, I was still kind of digging it. Birmingham. Birmingham. Absolutely. There uh, we go. Yeah. Dude, I just had an amazing... This is English Day. This is British Day on this because we had Faye Hammond, who... Have you ever heard Faye? I don't know if you're... She... Rather posh English accents. Yeah, she's like the, your fairy godmother. She yeah, sounds yeah. like what your fairy godmother would sound like if she <laughs> came and landed in your room and, and she was just like, how many wishes would you like? And that, that she sounds like what you would imagine. Yeah, in other words, she's on the complete um, polar opposite side of the spectrum to my accent. Yeah. Like she's kind of like super posh and delightful, and uh, I am not. But I will still own it because what choice do I have? I wonder if we should maybe do like cut some of you guys talking together in like a funky little clip. Oh, man. There we go. <laughs> posh versus scallywag. <laughs> posh versus scallywag. Go. When I, when I spent time in, uh, in uh, London... Doing the movie, the one there's uh, there's so many um, like Britishisms, and one of them is uh, like proper. That's a proper burger. Yeah, proper. Pro like like yeah. Byron Burgers, mm -hmm. which is makes a it's a decent burger, and it's just all it's a proper burger. That's how a burger is made. Yeah. It's like you guys, it's like they're 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 quartering the market on how to do shit right. Most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. I love that, and I was just like, I was like, man, after living there, I was like. If I, can I say proper? Like I, I can't even say mate. I still I can't even bring myself to say mate. And I spent so much time there, and I'm just like, 
Am I allowed to say properly? Well, yeah, that was a proper. Anyone, every, any time I've ever heard, any, ever heard an American say, "Oh, that was a proper," uh, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. It does sound all the doctor So I'm just like, I want to do like a, maybe there's like a song in there, like like some crazy hip hop song, like I don't know, where I'm just all, that was a proper proper. Yeah, that was a proper proper proper. Oh, that was a proper 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 proper. You know, like build into that. Mate, I'm sold. What can I say? Do you like it? That was a you, you sold that to me, good and proper. Do you think that would be a hit in the UK? And then like no one knows that an American did it, and then you reveal later an American did it. There's only one way to find out, man. You gotta find out if it was a proper 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 proper. MC proper in the house. That was a proper, proper. That was a proper tune. And when you look at like a lot of the bollocks that manages to kind of climb onto the uh, British kind of singles charts, I'd say you stand a very good chance of actually making some noise, man. Some proper noise, dare I say. That was a proper segue. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. So you're going to be kind of doing all sorts of proper stuff on British radio. It's a proper call. And I'm going to be doing a bunch more radio stuff. <laughs> good and proper. I want to talk about you for a second here. Oh, how yeah. proper you are, sir. Oh, my properness knows no bounds, do if you, I do say so myself. Do you know that your first name, Ben? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's actually Benjamin, but I kind of you right. know, just go with Ben because it's, like, easier to say and stuff. It basically means son of the right hand. All right. Son of the right hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know how what you... And then another way of saying that is son of strength, because usually that's everyone's strongest hand. Okay. So you can you can let me know if you want to be known as son of strength or son of the right hand. I think both of those, well, maybe one of those needs to be added to my next batch of business cards. The yes. other one must be my epitaph. <laughs> oh. There you go. Let's put that on your, on your tombstone. Absolutely, man. Etch that shit in, good and proper. He was... The son of the right hand. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wow, that, sound, that sounds suitably sinister. Well, it sounds like you were part of the Illuminati or something. Hey, hey man. Wait, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying nothing. Whoa, dude. You got the inside scoop. If only my life was so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. I could be... I could be uh... I'm questioning everything. Yeah, all right. That's mm. the best way to do things when you're around me. Okay. Believe me. So, son of strength. Mm-hmm. McCool, you know what that means? I've heard multiple kind of variations. Okay, well, um, uh, one of them was something to do with farming because that's farming. kind of farming. Uh, some something of a, I don't know, that's like kind of taking it down a notch or two from son of strength, son of farming, farming stuff. But yeah, I'm, so that comes. They kind were of wrong. Who told you that? Those liars. I don't know. Some wrong person. They were back trying in the to day. be like Pfft. in the golden age of being wrong. I heard yeah. that, and I dismissed it. Arnold Schmargledongle was exactly. just like, "Come here, McCool," mm-hmm. and told your ancestor some bullshit to make them feel bad. Let me tell you something. Okay, McCool means champion. Champion, really? Yes. What? Yes. Where on earth did you uncover this Your name, no, nuggets of knowledge at, from, dude? All I did was all I ever do is just be like McCool name meeting, and then they, it, that's it. The first thing that comes what? up. And to think, in my thirty-eight years on this planet, I have not Googled the name meaning once. No one. I ever was. Does. I was kind of like scared of the whole. Not scared. I was kind of like um, underwhelmed massively by the whole. Uh, farming association uh, that was one variation in like old school Gaelic because um, it's like my dad's family is Irish McCool yep. name but champion I'll totally go with 
No, S- dude, your name is... Son of Strength slash champion. Son of Strength champion. What's your middle name? Uh, Patrick, same as my dad. Okay, well, that's like a saint's name. Mm-hmm. McCool name. St. Patrick, which is most close. Well, he's the saint that kind of Irish. Like, McCool, yeah. Irish, possibly an... Obviously, Patrick is like, But Irish, McCool, uh, possibly an anglicized form of Gaelic... Uh, a by name meaning champion. Oh, bloody hell. Okay, that sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. So I'm I'm sticking with that and nothing else will ever entertain my attention. Yeah, I just think that you should just own that. Like yeah. your fucking name is Son of Strength P Champion. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Oh, that's yeah. My new alter ego slash guys is uh being crafted in this very room. What can I say? I'm kind of excited, man. It's better than Alex Peaky. It is. It is, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Wow. But the bewilderment knows no bounds. Wow, son of strength. Son of strength slash champion. Wow, son of strength, P champion. P champion. You know what? That's that's. that's you had a great name. Indeed. At least I kind of maintain my middle initials, so there's like some semblance of my actual name. Oh yeah, no, you no, yeah, indeed, man, you need to bring it all home. <laughs> Grumpy cat. Uh, oh man, that was. Take a sip. You can take oh, a sip. Yes. Go I, ahead. I, I'm I, I was about to take thing. a slurp for my tasty beverage, and I was kind of like blindsided by Grumpy Cat. So now I'm gonna have two sips, but I will keep them swift. Grumpy Cat, mm. the series. Now, it this. Let me figure out what happened here. Someone was like, so tell me the <coughs> genesis. Okay, so this this is a rather peculiar one. And the um the genesis, or at least the kind of initial origin, is uh still a mystery as to how exactly it came about. So I wanna say three, maybe four years ago, I get a email <laughs> from somebody who works for I believe it was Fancy Feast. Well, somebody who, <laughs> somebody who makes kind of stuff that cats like to, you know, eat and stuff. Wait, and that's, a, that's a good segue for a commercial. I'm going to put a commercial right, right here. then. What a cliffhanger we have here. Commercial! My golly gosh. Okay. What were you saying about Grumpy Cat? So, um, anyway, no, it wasn't Fancy Feast. It was Friskies. Oh. So, um... I got an email from them saying that they were kind of like sponsoring Grumpy Cat, as in the actual Grumpy Cat's birthday party. There was some like, I mean, I'm like, wow. I post a lot of cat stuff online because I've got kitty cats and they're kind of awesome and stuff. Um, So I can only assume somebody's randomly stumbled upon my Twitter page or whatever the hell. And we're like, wow. He likes cats. Yeah, like he's a cat lady who just happens to be a bloke. (laughs) And uh, so they were like, oh, let's invite him to this kind of like absolutely, utterly mental yet awesome birthday party. So I turn up and I don't know what to expect. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's Grumpy Cat's birthday. What happens on Grumpy Cat's birthday? I guess I'll find out. So anyway, I land at this party over in Hell's Kitchen. And um, it was substantially... uh, Swisher than I anticipated. Swisher. Like, oh, it was swish. It was proper swish. Ooh. I promise to stop using the word. No, I proper. love it. Oh, more, more proper, more swisher. And you are a proper aholic. Um, anyway, so we get into this <laughs> birthday party, and like everyone's. I need more proper. All of the other blokes there are like suited and booted, and I'm just you know dressed like I usually do, as in um, a tramp. 
at least a tramp in the British sense of the word, which no. is more kind of like... You're like a rock and roll tramp. A rock and roll tramp. There we go. <laughs> I will take that all day long. <laughs> so we get in there and um, it's like swanky and there's been considerable amounts of cash dropped on this kind of bizarre spectacle. Good. And there's like kind of drinks and like nibbles and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to have at it. I'm just going to go for it, uh, which I did, like I always do. And um, they bring the, the, the actual kitty cat out on a cushion and the cat's, you know, all grumpy and shit. And uh, <laughs> Wait, there's an actual cat? Oh, absolutely. Like internet sensation. Yeah, absolutely. And they're making a Along, comic book out of him. Yeah, well, this, well we, we will kind of... <laughs> I'm working my way towards that. This is just like the kind of backdrop that may gotcha. or may not have had anything to do with me writing the comic book. But, um, yeah, the cat's owners were there. Um, no doubt this moggy. There's some British slang for you. Moggy equals cat. Um, oh. This cat has made them, uh, like, absurd amounts of wealth, like, just ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I did that party and I took home some kind of cat stuff with me and gave it to my cats and they did cat stuff with it. Whoa. So, yeah, you know, as, you, as you'd imagine. And then, like, uh, about 18 months later, I want to say, um, I get an email from a very cool dude called Rich Young who works with Dynamite and he's like, okay, then um, we've got the license to put out some grumpy cat comics. Um, it's just like kind of fun, like 10 to 12 page stories and then some kind of strips as in like newspaper strips as well. Um, a bunch of them actually featured on the Nerdist over Christmas, which was very cool. They did like um, 12 Christmases of Grumpy or something like that. And yeah, we had lots of fun doing that. Uh, and it was the whole Grumpy Cat writing comic book thing was amongst the most enjoyable experiences in my career because it was just like silly stories that featured... You still doing it? Um, no, I I did it up until about a year or so ago, I want to say. Yeah. But it was just like silly stories with loads of cat stuff happening and cat jokes. And I kind of do that all the time anyway because apparently my um, kitty cats have just claimed me um, as their kind of like servant, their disciple. <laughs> and I'm just powerless to resist whatever they want to do, which is usually cat stuff, which I'm totally cool with. Do you do cons all the time? Uh, I do indeed. I yeah. do indeed. Um What's the next con you're going to be at? So the next con I'm going to be at is going to be C2E2 in Chicago. Yeah, when's that? Uh, that's the first weekend in April, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so I'm actually hoping to have an announcement to make there because I'm working on two two new comic book projects right now. Um, I haven't done comics in a little bit of time. I've been focusing more on video game stuff, which was a lot of fun. But I miss comics because, once again, they're like just amongst my two favorite things in the world. Um, so I'm hoping to make an announcement at C2E2 in regard to at least one of them. Can you talk about any of it at all? Or? Unfortunately, I have to keep my lips well and truly sealed. It is uh, rather furtive right now. Secretive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all that stuff. So, yeah, that blows the whole podcast, I guess. Oh, great, new projects. What, you can say, what can you say about them? Absolutely fuck all. <laughs> Zilch. <laughs> Not a bloody thing. Oh, well, but, like, <laughs> fingers crossed they're going to be worth waiting for because I'm really excited about them. I'm back doing comics, which is awesome. It's what makes me happy. It brings out my inner nerd and allows that guy to just kind of, you know, have loads of fun. Yeah, dude. I, I mean... I, I'm curious because I saw this list of projects that you worked on. So you you worked on Captain America? Mm-hmm. So tell me what that run was. So that was 
that was pretty cool. Um, what, what other Marvel's characters you worked on? So um, I've uh, during World War Hulk, I did a story uh, featuring in that whole big Hulk angle. Cool. Um, which had Red She-Hulk and the Punisher. So I'm like, yeah, so yeah. I get to use the Punisher. Like, oh, fucking, man. You know, that, that was really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, like just bits and bobs like that. The Captain America thing was very, very cool. It was essentially a, um out-of-continuity reimagining of the Korvac saga. Um, so it was like a four-issue miniseries. Oh. So like, you know, the classic, you know, big event. It was like that, but, you know... Uh, it was again out of continuity, so I could essentially use whichever characters I wanted and have whatever sort of bedlam I deemed fit um, unleash itself within the story. So that was tons and tons of fun. Um, and it's like I love, I love uh, superheroes. I really enjoy great superhero comics, of which there are many right now. Although it's not my absolute wheelhouse, if I'm going to be right. 100 honest, it's like I these days tend to. Um, well, I guess my favorite thing about comic books, certainly from a creative standpoint, is the fact that they're just like so abundantly rich with like creative um, opportunity. Um, it's like the great Will Eisner once said, comic books are essentially pictures and words. With pictures and words, you can do anything. And so when it comes to like creator-owned works, things like, you know, published through Image Comics or whatever, um, you can just essentially let your brain goes brain slash imagination go as utterly bonkers as you want you know as so long as it kind of manages to come together and amalgamate itself in a somewhat coherent and interesting story fucking have at it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's it and it's just like for me like comic books represent one of the best um vehicles for storytelling again just because you can just do so much with them and you get to collaborate with some of the most wonderfully gifted um creative minds on the planet what was nevsky Oh, that was an interesting one. So that art looked really cool, man. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like so. Um, Alexander Nevsky was a uh, Russian movie put out. Um, I want to say 1940. Uh, it was like a 41, maybe. Sergei Eisenstein, the great Russian filmmaker, and it was very influential across the you know filmmaking board. It like George Lucas is said to have taken kind of um, influence from the grand battle scene towards the movie's end, which takes place on this great frozen lake. But the movie itself, when it came out, also, um, as well as acknowledging one of Russia's greatest, like, you know, historical figures, it also operated as something of a propaganda machine in that it was showing a bunch of Russian dudes kicking a bunch of German dudes' asses. Uh, you know, this, as I say, it was like World War II was getting kind of you know, feisty and shit. And that's putting it ever so slightly, slightly mild, mildly. And um, and at one point, uh, Stalin actually ordered that Alexander Nevsky, the movie, um, be played on constant loop 24 hours a day um, across every Russian movie theater, or at so least the main ones. Just Russians kicking Germans. Oh, that's it. it. Well, it's, it's like, you know, it's during the Crusades. You've got the kind of, you right. know, the, like, you know, the Germans. Uh, like in their kind of 12th century guys um, doing all sorts of like, oh, we're going to take this land and claim it in the name of Christianity and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, not to get into religion or anything because perish the thought. But um, yeah, so the story like simultaneously operated as a kind of uh, 
a nod to this great Russian historical figure and also a reminder to the Russian people that, hey, we kicked these Germans' asses once before, let's kind of have at it and do it again. So the idea with the graphic novel was to essentially um, right. bring this kind of like timeless story and introduce <clears throat> it to a more contemporary audience, or certainly a 21st century dwelling one, um, by way of a comic book featuring, you know, dynamic action and like kind of all that good stuff. And it was really fun. It was, I'd never done a straight adaptation before. Um, and so this was like an adaptation. And like Moss Film, the Russian movie distributors, they, they were actually in on the project as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting being able to take um, the fundamental components of the uh, source material, as in the movie, and then kind of like have some fun doing my own thing with it by way of this graphic novel. Um, so IDW published it, and uh, it, it was very cool. It was very, very cool indeed. It was like, a again, a total kind of detour from my typical um, creative output, but a fun experience nonetheless. What did the... Who was the artist on that one? Mario Graver. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing that horrendously incorrectly. Yeah. So sorry about that, bro. But, you know, being from Birmingham and stuff, articulating words <laughs> isn't always my uh, kind of... <laughs> Points of expertise. So you worked on a choker with Templesmith, Ben Templesmith. I did that, and that was my first image series, and um, it was just like shit tons of fun, to put it mildly. So that that was like your brainchild, right? Yeah, uh, although Ben obviously contributed equally. Uh, other Ben, Australian Ben, after Templesmith variety, he uh, contributed equally in terms of bringing this crazy fucked up world that I'd concocted to life with his, you know, just incredibly unique and top-notch visuals. Yeah. Um, I always, I love, like, kind of gritty crime noir, like like Warner Brothers gangsters movies, like, back in the day. I love all that stuff. And I'm also a huge, huge sci-fi fan, um, especially the kind of, like, cyberpunk side of things. So I was like, well, how about I splice them together? Yeah. How about I come up with this kind of, like, nasty shithole of a place called Shotgun City? And, um just essentially unleash all sorts of mayhem upon it. And uh, so me and Temple Smith kind of got along like a house on fire, um, put out this book and people seemed to dig it. And yeah, man, that was like a big catalyst for my career at the time. You thought about, um, like, what are you guys doing with that? You going to do a TV show? You could do like a Netflix series or a movie or? Hey man, I'm open to possibility. Anything, uh, it's like Chinatown with the mutant arm and the, well, well, in the future. Is, yeah, yeah, this is it. It's like the uh, protagonist, Johnny Jackson, suffers from alien hand syndrome, and so he has to sedate his kind of like right arm every night before going to bed it's in fear of fun, waking man. up in the middle of the night being throttled by himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, uh, yeah, this is the kind of stuff I come up with. Uh, well, what do you think about that? Um, what do I think about alien hand syndrome? No, what do you think about? Because I have that sometimes. That and restless leg syndrome. But uh, <laughs> restless I, leg is nowhere near as much. No, fun. like a TV show or a movie. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. Like I say, I'm always open to uh, possibility uh, in regard to anything I've created, alongside my top notch. Like, you guys haven't pursued that. I mean, it's one of those where it's. I guess we. I always saw it as a comic book, as did Ben. 
Um, and it's also one of those. But it's stories. so cinematic. I mean, I mean, well, certainly. Uh, I mean, again, that's Temple Smith for you. He he kind of uh, rocks the shit out of all of his no, visuals. It's film noir. It's already yeah. a film. There we go. So, so okay, again, we we thought it might be a little bit too kind of oddball or whatever. For, no, not but, nowadays. Okay, then. So, oh, then. Right. I guess that'll be something I'll be following up on. Making notes. Let's do that. Making notes. Dude, let's do that. All right. I'll. I'll I'd love to. I'd love to bring that to some to my people and maybe. Hey man, uh, let your people have at it. Let my people have at it. <laughs> let my people have at it and have at it they will. Okay, I'm just gonna do like a little improv with you, and you are going to be my se- my my second man. We are about to go into war. It's the Middle Ages. <laughs> I want my people to have at it. And henceforth, from this day forward, I will have my right hand, the claw. Speak to the people, claw. All right. To which I respond, I want his people to have at it too. That sounds like a splendid idea. And I oh, sorry, you weren't done. Oh, yes, I, no, no, I did no, interrupt no, you. No, no, no. But at least about something interesting. Say, like, the claw, the claw of goodness. I would like you to regale the people who are about to have at it the tale in which you got the name Claw. Indeed. I actually like the Claw of Vengeance better. So let's go with that. The Claw of Vengeance will uncover the baffling mystery behind (laughs) Son of Strength P. McCool or whatever the fuck we were talking about earlier. That guy, him and his twisted, maniacal origins. That's why I love this guy. And the Claw of Vengeance. Son of Strength, Champion, Claw That's the one, Champion. Of Vengeance. No, Claw of P. Vengeance. Oh, Claw of P. Vengeance. <laughs> oh, man. Because what's Vengeance without a P immediately before Claw of Patrick Vengeance. Oh, oh, wow. Let's have set forth and have at it and thee and all the beasts of the land. Oh, man, what can I say? Just just keep rolling that good stuff out. Unfurl it like a delightful, posh, and expensive carpet. Huge it will be. Oh, it will be huge. It will be wide, and it will be magnificent. Jesus. <laughs> that was good, dude. All right. That was a classic 4D experience. Yeah, we need to do this shit more often, man. This is fun. Speaking of 4D experience, so did was so you've you've seen some 4D movies with me. I uh saw Tarzan with you? Yes, that was um, the first one. That was the first one. And better yet, I didn't actually fully understand nor was in any way aware of of what a 4DX um cinema going uh, <laughs> expedition actually involves, as in being kind of like splattered with water and gusts of wind and <laughs> yeah, we strange didn't know smells. That, like we didn't the, know you could turn the water off. No, yeah, <laughs> like I figured that out about three minutes from the end of the movie. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to be fucking drenched while first, watching Tarzan. That's the first thing I do when I walk into the thing. I turn every single oh god in, in the whole row. I mean, I turn everyone's water off. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't want anybody splash. I don't want anybody little like a little spit or anything mm. on me. Nobody's, uh, you know, I want to. I really should wear just like a fucking like a like a raincoat or something. Indeed, indeed. that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, I think turning the water off would be a slightly weirder option. But then again, it's like, I don't know. 
Sometimes, some, well, some people clearly enjoy being kind of bukkake by strange <laughs> liquid substances Obviously. while watching their movie. Obviously. I just wasn't expecting it. I'm just like, oh, man, I'm kind of like splattered in whatever this stuff is. I really hope it's water. I really, really, really do. Luckily, it was, yeah. to the best of my knowledge. You don't know where that water's coming oh, from. Oh, man, I mean, I shudder to think. Shudder. Oh, goodness me. You don't want to get... Bukaki. No, 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 no. Not again. No. I nearly drowned the last time. That was a proper Bukaki. Oh, that was a proper awful thing for me to say. But hey, what else is new? Um, so <laughs> terrible segue. But here oh, we dreadful. are. Here we are. We you and I so what other whatever F O forty X's that do we see? That would so that so that was the first one, and then um, I ha I was bereft of 4DX experience until uh, we went to see Early Man last week. Whoa, indeed, man! Holy the, shit! Yeah, there was a tragic chasm um, of non 4DX movies. So you, you only see the 4DX movies where the there there's dudes wearing leopard skin uh, attire. <laughs> I guess I do. That's what I'm gonna say, man. That's crazy. They're the ones that most prominently trigger my homing beacon. <laughs> Come to daddy. So basically, it was it was yikes. It was your birthday. <laughs> yeah. And happy birthday. And by the Thank way, you. 38 uh, is the year of. I was told that as an actor that I would start um, being uh, a viable uh, commodity. Basically. All right. So, um, I, and, and you're already well, well ahead. You're working with, like, the best. So this is the, a moment where you can fucking... I think, th does it work in the comic book world as well? Well, here's bloody hopefully, now you said it. You've, you've got all my hopes up and shit. But I like, mean, your fucking name is Son of Strength P. Champion. I know. I, I, yeah, I, I need to fulfill that destiny. It's like, little did I know it even existed because I it's better than my I, name. Oh, man, I couldn't be asked to Google my name. I should do some more ego web surfing. No one ever Googles their name. Oh, you'd be surprised. No, I'm not surprised. Okay, fair enough. No one, no one. I, I stand corrected. I have never, like, any time I've ever said, hey, do you want to know your name to somebody? They mm -hmm. have, they're like, yeah, I have no idea. They've, like, never in their entire life ever Googled their own name and its meaning. Mm. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Well, I mean, I, I've not done it. I've Googled myself mainly to see how um, <laughs> ferociously the internet trolls are savaging me on any oh, particular yeah. day. Oh, God, I get it. Yeah, I can't even deal with that. Oh, it, it is what it is. Though. But I'm like, the, the internet as a whole, certainly social media, it's basically a assortment of um, unique and individual village idiots all banding together and just being a massive bunch of wankers. And then it's like there's a few actual pleasant people thrown in just to keep things interesting. So, so anyway, so, so for your, calls evaluation so of for, social media. Yeah. <laughs> so you're uh, for your birthday. I was like, yeah, let's go do 4DX, and we went to go see Early Man. Mm -hmm. And um, so as we're watching it, as it's unfolding, I'm like, this is the perfect movie. Oh, well, uh, at, for you, it like, was apps. Uh, uh, and bear in mind, I somehow inconceivably managed to um, avoid or in any way kind of knowing what the fucking film was actually about. Yeah. I was like, well, it's Nick Park and Ardman, and so it's going to be awesome because, yeah. yay, Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run and all that good stuff. But, like, I, I knew it was about kind of, I don't know, early man. Spoiler alert in the title. I did not know it was a kind of, like, fictional yet nonetheless riveting um, <laughs> uh, dissection of football's prehistoric origins yeah soccer football yeah yeah that's it it's like uh 
Uh, see, I many a uh, Englishman would be outraged by the very notion of me saying soccer, but because I'm uh, a big American football fan, as in gridiron, as in America, fuck yeah, football version. Like you know, I love all that stuff too. Yeah, so yeah. it's like mainly to kind of help distinguish between the two amongst my uh, sports ball loving pals. No, I know you have to. You have to, man. You have to you know. Have to. You have to know the arena you're in. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, I had no idea that the movie's kind of you know essential, like fundamental this is what it's about was fucking football right and my brain backflips through reality with joy i'm just like oh shit this is fantastic fantastic <sighs> how creepy was that <sighs> but uh yeah it was awesome man it's like and it uh, combines so many of the elements that you dig oh totally man it was just like a it was you know a bunch of cool shit that i like scrunched together in I, the form I, of a movie i'm pretty convinced like because America came from the Brits, and everyone has amongst this, other places. Well, you know, amongst other places, but you know, the the origin of the country, right? The Revolutionary War. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like that. We were born out of you guys, right? Because we were a bunch of um, I don't know. Horrible people that decided to colonize a third of the planet. And then some uh, pesky gentleman named George Washington was like, hang on a second. Fuck these limey bitches. Um, let's kind of like, you know, be rebels and shit. And, so, and, and then you kind of handed our asses to us. And next thing you know, America. Yay. <laughs> and and there's, a, there's a rep, you know, the, you guys get a rep for, for being stuffy. And, but, the, but you look at something like Monty Python. Mm -hmm. And that is hilariously ridiculous comedy. Yep. Oh, right. and, and, that, and that, well, that's where it thrived, you know. This was like, I mean, they essentially, like, I wouldn't say invented, but certainly. It's like, it's as if, like, it's like, it's like, that was funny generations ago. Yes. I am beyond the fact that that was funny. Mm -hmm. I seem as though I'm stuffy, but I understand the concept of funny. It is in my blood. <laughs> I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Right? But it was just like, you know, just a bunch of really kind of smart, talented dudes, uh, along with Mr. Terry Gilliam, USA represent, right. putting together some utter carnage in the form of like kind of crazy, not, almost nightmarish, but at the same time, wonderful and brilliant kind of animated weirdness. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I, I, I loved you know Wallace and Gromit growing up and, and I, but I forgot how fucking hilarious it's so so good and, and, and it's all from from uh, Nick Park I mean yep. it's all him it's, all, it's, all, it's out of his mind and it's all stop motion as well, well so I'm it's sure like, someone wrote it I mean I'm sure someone wrote well, this well it's like, I know that early man um, he's actually, incredible though well it's actually the first feature film that Nick Park has directed solo it's like um, really uh, like, it's like um, it was hilarious oh it was brilliant it was absolutely fantastic and it's just, you know there's, there's nine Nice little nods to um, Ardman's previous works in there. For instance, yes. um, Wallace and Gromit actually appear in at least one crowd shot. And really? Nick, Nick Park himself I didn't even wasn't aware that. of it until post-production. What? So some guys just kind some of like... snuck it in? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. They snuck it in. But also as well, um, and, and, and another little that. bit of um, kind of trivia yeah. or whatever that I plundered from IMDb love it, love it. was uh, the like initial title or the working title was actually Early Man United. 
So, you know, Man United is Manchester United, as uh, in that rather famous kind of footy team who kind of always beat right. my team every single fucking time. Anyway, moving swiftly on from that, um, that was kind of in there. And there was all these, like, just awesome nods to, um, like, actual football history of the kind of, like, non-Bronze Age variety. Wow. Such as... Uh, like well, in okay. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the film, kind of you know, plug your ears. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, they, there's spoilers all the time. Oh, I don't. Yeah, we had a spoiler. We're spoiler specialists. Spoiling the shit out of this. Indeed, man. <laughs> Spoiling 101. Go forth and spoil. Yep. <laughs> all right then. <laughs> On that note, I absolutely bloody will. So the penalty save in the kind of like you know big climax of a football match. Um, was actually reminiscent of Gordon Banks uh, in 1970, England's goalkeeper. Um, and it was a kind of reenactment of arguably the greatest save ever made. So it's the group stages right. of the 1970 World Cup, and uh, England are playing against Brazil. Good luck with that. Anyway, <laughs> um, ball comes into the penalty area, and the one and only Pele um, heads it down towards goal, flicks it, and it's unsavable. Except it wasn't because we had Gordon Banks in goal. He manages to fling himself halfway, if not more, across the goal um, and then scoops it kind of straight up vertically in the air and over the crossbar. It's it's like he essentially defied the laws of physics and other science stuff. And so that was kind of like, you know, that was like the way the manner in which the goalkeeper saves the penalty was very reminiscent of that. And right. there was all these other kind of cool nods just to English football in general. Like, say, for instance, um, Maisie Williams' character is called Guna. Um, I believe it's spelled G O N A in the movie. Um, whereas Guna, in actuality, is what you call an Arsenal fan. And seeing as the um, team, like Doug's team's uh, like kit, like well, you know, red jerseys and white shorts. That's kind of the same as Arsenal wear. So huh. I can only assume that Nick Park is a uh, partial to a bit of the Arsenal. Yeah, yep. Look at so that. That was kind of cool, man. You were like the perfect person to talk yeah. about this. And, and the fact that I didn't know anything about the football associations going into the film only right. makes it better. I was just like, holy shit, man! This is all sorts of spectacular. I. Uh... I was so delighted by the movie because uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, we had him on the show. He's yep. obviously a oh, buddy of mine. Your guy, Eddie. My buddy. Oh, I, I met him thanks to you right. on, on the um, Fantastic Beast set. Yeah. And once again, the uh, starkness in accent was rather apparent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he was a very nice bloke. What do you mean the starkness of it? As in, he sounds very kind of, very English, very kind of noble, very distinguished, oh, very yeah. posh. Whereas I sound like I'm from Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Talking of spoilers. I don't yeah. know, it all sounds proper to me. Like, I wish I had your accent. Oh, like, no. It's like, well, like the Birmingham accent is um, often synonymous with a dearth of intellect. Um, it's like, like it's often voted the least desirable accent wow. in all of England. Wow. It's like, yeah, you, you're... People will hear a Birmingham accent and default to either to one of two settings. Um, this motherfucker's thick as two short planks, as in not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Or wow. he's an absolute rampaging hooligan. Wow. And often case in my beloved hometown, uh, the two kind of like mesh together seamlessly. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the general association. But I love my hometown because it's brilliant and you know, the Costa del Birmingham, man. What's not to love? <laughs> Except maybe the accent. Scoundrel. <laughs> You're from yeah. a long line of scallywags. Yeah. So, like, but Birmingham's most kind of, like, notable recent um, 
representation in the uh, you know entertainment world or whatever, or certainly kind of pop culture, is uh, Peaky Blinders, which is of course right. set in my hometown. And so it's right. a, it's always funny to see how the non-Birmingham-born or raised actors um, really struggle, kind of getting the accent down, because uh. I guess it's difficult to do and shit, <laughs> unless it happens to be your natural kind of I don't know right. inclination, which it does mine. You should you should audition. <laughs> yeah. One glaring problem with this notion, um, can't bloody act. Well, just say, just like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Well, you can just be yourself. That might, that might be a little bit of a uh, stumbling block, yeah, yeah, I say. That's a little bit of an obstacle. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's like, you got Tom Hopkins. What do you freeze up? Anyone can No, no, it's like, to be honest, it's just not something I've really tried. I just see people doing, I don't know. Various acting-based activities, and I'm like, bloody hell, I can't do that. Well, you're imposing. maybe I could. I, I, you're imposing. Like I talked to you about making you like a hitman and something, didn't I? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because why not? Why not? Like, check it out. Like, let's say we make Choker a thing. Would you be a character in it? Oh yeah, I'll, you know, I've got to have at least a glimpsing cameo. Yeah, dude. indeed, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, think right, about then. that. Sold. Manifest that. Done. I'm bloody dusted. Uh, so early, man. I, I, Eddie was great. And uh, all the, I love all the different accents that they have. I just, I love, oh, absolutely! So great. And um, Tom Hiddleston, mm -hmm. who is uh, he's Loki, yeah, right. And he is doing this sort of uh, French accent, yeah. and he's taking over the world and with this with his football and and his let's play. And he's hysterical. Yeah, Lord Nuth. I mean, that's just Nuth. it's just perfect on so many levels. Oh my and he God. absolutely nails it as he always does. I um, wasn't. I, he was hysterical. I wasn't expecting that. I, I thought it was really, uh, I, you know, it, a lot of it. The accent was great, but um, I saw this documentary about on Nick Park like a long time ago when I was a kid. And you, you ever you ever seen him talk about what he does? Mm -hmm. He's so he he, the way he moves his fingers and his like he becomes every character. Right, he's, right. I mean, he's he's got to be a, a he's like a genius comedic mind. Mm -hmm to do all that well and, and bear in mind um yeah he's a obviously a wonderful writer director and just yeah he just knows how to make shit kind of awesome but when you look at like the process involved in this like stop motion animation it's so meticulously painstaking i know it just takes such an extraordinary amount of time but then and you, effort but, but but like to look at there's a moment in it where the pig character, which he voices, which is like an I think an homage to Gromit in a lot of ways, um, mm -hmm. who is who doesn't really say anything, but this pig character, this feral pig character that that uh, Nick plays, uh, Park plays. He it, it, there's a moment in it where and he, they don't have to do this. They they've recreated in a miniature claymation form. Uh, a jungle like it looks like like a fully living you know breathing jungle and mm -hmm. so this character it's like that alone is just like like how the fuck did they do that and then they have this this like little like side beat that they do they don't have to do it but they did it they made it work where he's sitting there and he's upset and he howled the pig howls at the moon and then uh, he's upset that the red main character left and then you hear this thing in the music do and then you see the the pig look over, and it's actually like a like a leak, 
like a, like a little drip, and yep. he turns the drip off. You know, like a very silly visual joke. They didn't have to do that, but, but they painstakingly yep. made it perfectly uh, happen. Absolutely, and it's like and nothing. I the could... whole scene where he's giving the massage to the oh, fucking to that, to uh, that was brilliant. What's his name? Thum, mm-hmm. Groose, Groose, Thuf, Thuf, the bad guy. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, 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 and but this is it. It's Thule. like. There we go. Oh, close Was enough. it Thul? Was it Zul? Zul. No, that'd be the Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear, Ghostbusters. But anyway, yeah, it's like they, they, um, like nothing in that movie, and considering there was so much going on, not least in terms of like inside jokes for a limey bastard like myself, who's rather well versed with all things football, and nothing felt shoehorned in. Everything was like very kind of like smooth and like organic, and it's just yeah, it, it was a technical extravaganza in terms of like accomplished filmmaking. But at the same time, it was just so accessible and so much fun. Um, yay, that movie! If anyone out there hasn't seen it and isn't put off by our epic spoilers, I suggest you uh, toodaloo off to the 40x movie theater and check that shit out. I what was crazy about the movie was because 40x makes you feel like. You're in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing. Feel like you're in the movie. As in your chair is shaking like a shitting dog. <laughs> a shitting dog? <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. They're our sponsor. <laughs> I, can't let, I can't say that. I can't say that. It's, it's, uh, well dude, let me tell you something. It, it shakes... I don't know if you saw Annihilation, speaking of Ghostbusters. Not yet. I've heard it's fantastic. There's a moment in it where you're basically looking into a cosmic vagina, (laughs) and there's this energy coming out, and it's as if you're sitting on a dubstep speaker. Just... And that feeling, if that doesn't activate your fucking, you know, if that doesn't align your chakras for you, I don't know what the fuck will. Wow. But that's Annihilation. That's another movie. So I'm in 40x and I'm watching, I'm watching Early Man, mm-hmm. and you feel I'm feeling like wow I am they're doing a good job of making me feel like I am in this miniature claymation right. forest. Right. And now I was a little baked. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that right now. And I'm watching this, <laughs> and I started to feel like a little claymation man in a little claymation nice. forest. Well, this is it. It was such a, an immersive experience. It's like towards the, I mean, certainly by the kind of final act, I had essentially like disengaged myself from the 4DX, you know, shaking chair and squirted with water and like all of that stuff. I wasn't even registering. But they were it. also doing like little bits. That's it. That's it. Like I say, like I was, eyebrow raises. I was know? just totally immersed in the experience to the point where I didn't even notice all of the external factors right? know, that were like, you know, it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, captivated by top notch storytelling. And uh, that's the way it should be. It's like a massage in a movie in one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so, son of strength champion, son of strength P champion, um, Annihilation. I don't know if you saw this movie. Yep, tragically not yet, but um, um it is really my... good. I wasn't expecting it. I saw it only because it was 4D, and Natalie Portman's also always great, and uh, the fucking cast is great. 
And it's basically it's a it's what you think it is. It's a movie where they basically put all your favorite sci-fi movies, they put it in a blender, and then they shone a light through it, and then like the the light that was projected onto the wall was annihilation. Wow. Okay, so it, there's moments in it like there's a moment where you're just like, wow, they look like the Ghostbusters. They really look like the Ghostbusters Seriously? right now. Yeah, it's in it and in like a weird way, and then you get over that just the colors and the backpack and the people will if you watch it you'll know what I'm fucking mm-hmm. talking about. And uh, and then you know then it's like Alien and then it's also like Predator but then it's also like the fucking Shining and then it's you know it, it it's just it, it's got all these elements in it and but the acting is so good that you really it you know Bravo you fucking you buy it I, I didn't realize it was such a massive mishmash and it still maintains the awesomeness as well. Well, the thing that is so awesome about it is this final moment. I mean it's it's it it's entertaining it's acted well like I said but you get to this final moment where you meet this alien uh vaginal pineal gland you know that is like a portal to like you know creation energy or whatever it is and you're basically staring down into this thing of light pouring out of it It, it's like you're you know you're, you're looking at like a dmt painting or something uh and uh like an acid painting and uh like but but it looks real and your seat is Wow. Buzzing with the buzzing of the movie, that experience alone was so trippy. So trippy. Wow. Uh, I highly recommend it. I can't even speak now because yep. I recommend it if you like it. It sounds as bonkers as a badger's bollocks, and I wouldn't <laughs> have it any other way. Did you, did you see three billboards? Oh, once again, disgracefully, I have not. Okay. Uh, I've, strong- I've heard it's absolutely brilliant. I strongly recommend that uh, more than a badger's ball sack or whatever you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Three belly boards is better than a badger's ball sack. PG-13, once again. No, oh, wait, maybe not. No, it's, who cares about that? So, <laughs> not uh, me. Did you see Black Panther 4 Oh, absolutely. Well, I didn't see it in 4DX. I did see it in a... Rather deluxe format, I think it was. Was it IMAX? Oh, anyway, it was. It was on my actual birthday, and uh, it was uh, a screening. And um, there was a cocktail hour beforehand. Nothing to do with my birthday. Just happened to kind of coincide with it. It was like as if all of the stars aligned. And so I'm like, oh shit, I can guzzle tasty cocktails um, to the point of borderline inebriation, and right. then watch the fuck out of Black Panther. Yeah, I was. Um, Rather delirious. I recommend pot in 40x, See, but I, not 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 booze in 40. Yeah, like that. Oh, I mean, it worked for me because I'm the booze guy. It's well, like you're, you know, I you're, just can't smoke pot. It's like, um, yeah, it's just it's you're like built it's, for it. Well, that's it. It's like for virtually all of my creative pals, it's like combustible art fuel, and it serves them just wonderfully well. Ganja. It, that's it. Whereas, like for me, um, best case scenario. I'm a quivering, paranoid wreck, and it doesn't matter what strain it is or whatever. You smoked with me before, and it was okay. Ah, oh, man, it was like uh, really, you were just inside, no, you were just like holding on to the G force. It's <laughs> well, I remember like we were both hot boxed, and you, yeah, you could, in your man. apartment, and we were watching Ancient Aliens. Yeah. And in fairness, it did help me kind of uh, Ease get into to the. It. Get on the same wavelength. It's, it's certainly made uh, David Childress appear a lot more kind of um, accessible and, oh, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Wait, it's, that's not what's-his-name with the big hair. No, it? no, he, he's the, the man of the hour. Arnold Suvlaki or something? No, it's like Georgie um, Sukakalis or something like that. Yeah. No, 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 he's... he's 
Okay, he, let's use some more kind of cliche uh, Britishisms. He's the fucking governor, mate. He's fucking the governor. The governor. The governor the of ancient proper aliens. Fucking governor. He's the proper governor of ancient aliens. Fucking right, he is. Lovely jubbly. No, he's, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. And it's like with ancient aliens, which I do adore, I, uh, for the most part, consider it science fiction. Yet, every so often, you'll stumble upon something which is, you know, like, oh, shit, wow, that's kind of odd. And the fact that, like, mainstream or established science is unable to kind of offer anything resembling a, um, I don't know. Uh, like a, a scientific approved explanation, that kind of that's that's stuff that really gets me. The, there's a couple of guys on there though, David Childress, I think, being the prime culprit. Yeah. Any kind of vague hint of oh, you know, aliens, like he's on it, he's fucking on it like a bonnet. It's just ridiculous. Whereas like you know, other kind of ancient astronaut theorists are more kind of selective in which um, instances or discoveries or whatever um, they kind of go along with. But yeah, yay that show, man. Yay on, on that, that show. On that note... That I was think, a bit of a tangent there. Well, no, yeah. I love Ancient Aliens. Oh, oh, I, think oh, oh that, I know. <laughs> I think that uh, Black Panther should be seen in 4DX. I saw it in Standard. I loved it, and I couldn't wait to see it in 4DX. And I fucking... And it was packed. Awesome. It was packed. It's, you know, 4DX is, is catching on, and, and this movie really solidified... Um, how much people are digging it, man. Well, this is it. I mean, it's like I was reading something, I think it was on a box office mojo or, uh, you know, site along those lines, in which it was the uh, first Marvel movie, well, the fastest Marvel movie to crack, I think, was it 400 million at the box office global? Wow. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's adjusted for inflation, but even so, that is, like, not only is that a triumph in itself, that's a statement. Yeah. It's like, you know, the... No, the, I haven't seen anything like that before. Where well, you go it. and all the 4DXs are sold out for days. Oh, it's unbelievable! And, yeah. and but once again, the, the, this like this is the kind of stuff that helps restore my faith in humanity. That not only is the audience, the mainstream cinema-going audience these days, um, you know, they they want to see more diversity. They're like championing it. They're like yeah. kind of son of strength P championing the shit yeah. out of fucking diversity uh, and all the awesomeness that comes with it. Dude, and it's like, good. and it's like you know, in this you know political climate that we unfortunately find ourselves having to sustain and deal with and fucking battle our way through. <laughs> it's like this is a celebration of everything that those fuckers don't represent, as in the kind of good stuff, the cool stuff. Black fucking Panther, man. I must have shrieked aloud at least four times over the course of that movie. I'm like, pack cinema or not, I don't bloody care. And it was just brilliant. And I, I, I'm yet to see it for a second time. So the 4DX is uh, clearly the way to go. Um, ben McCool, I like you, man. Hmm. You're a good dude. Mr. Fogler, you I are that delightful yourself. It. You're a delightful dude. You're on the show. I'm gonna have you back because you're good at this. <laughs> I like that whole wrap up with the your name and the champion and the championing of this, and that was good. All right, it's 4:20 right now. I know that doesn't mean much to you, but it means a lot to me. Dad stuff. I'm, dad stuff. <laughs> it's like the opposite of dad stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been smoking the entire interview, but this is what I where you're supposed to smoke 4:20 right. right now. Oh. The so we're going to go do a big bowl back here. I'm going to force you to smoke. I'm going to get you real paranoid. I'm just fucking with you. You're going to watch me. I think uh, I'm going to stick to my lagers. Thanks, mate. Dude, <laughs> my, great, 
Dude, this was really fun. This is brilliant. Did you man. have fun? Oh, man, I had loads of fun. Dude, this you did great. Awesome. You were a little nervous. Indeed, man. But you've done you've done radio before. I have not. not you should. Oh, dude. Okay, I need to no, do some radio you stuff. Gotta, well, I'll bring you back on this. You'll have fun. All right, then. Brilliant. All right, brother. Cheers, mate. Nice right. one. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Nice. Oh, that was good.